This podcast may contain explicit language and themes, so listener discretion is advised. Ill-advised, misinformed, our half-baked opinions will be performed. Are you ready? Is the mic on? Welcome to the Hill to Die On. You're listening to A Hill to Die On, a podcast hosted by two stubborn as shit Aussies who give hot takes on a different topic every week, go away to dig deeper and then reconvene to share whether or not their hot take hill was worth dying on. We're your hosts, once gifted children, Josie Spicer and Kara Brooks. This week we're asking, are nice guys ever really nice guys? If you've ever been a woman on the internet, I'm sure you've come across someone that is a nice guy and you know that they're a nice guy because they'll tell you they're a nice guy. I think we might first start off with defining what a nice guy is. So for me, the person needs to tell you that they're a nice person, a nice guy, and they also need to call women bitches after talking about how much of a nice guy they are. Yeah, it's a pretty short criteria. Uh, what about you, Kara? Do you, do you have any quintessential nice guy characteristics? Uh, I think it's mostly uh, pitching yourself as a nice guy. Like that's the descriptor that you would generally use. Also then like in a pity sort of way, saying that women just don't like you or women don't want nice guys and just have everything you say have inherent misogyny. I think that's the the main thing. Yeah, I think that's that's spot on. I, I'm not sure how we're going to approach our research for this, Cara, because I think by now that there would have been like sociological research on at least like men's rights activists. I, if there's a Venn diagram of nice guys and men's rights activists, it's a fucking circle. Oh, yeah. So there, there could be some really good literature and also just like basic misogyny. Like I'm sure that nice guys have existed for a long time. Um, we're just talking about the internet age. It's probably always been nice guys. It's the rare ones that are kind men and they're the ones that now make the nice guys look extra shitty because misogyny is becoming less prevalent um, in, in, you know, general population. Like I feel like women's rights are getting more attention and there's a lot, we have definitely good men in our lives. And I think that's uh yeah, it's drawing further attention to just how shitty nice guys can be. Right. And we expect the bare minimum for ourselves now. Yeah. Because I think also another thing to be pointed out is that, you can also encounter a nice guy. They'll tell you they're a nice guy and everything will be going fine. But as soon as they, they hit on you or make an advance and you say, hey, no, like I'm not interested, that's truly when you find out how little of a nice guy they are because um, you'll be called a, a fucking bitch or you're too fat for me anyway. <laughs> like, oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, like these are all just like the classic hits. Um, You're not even hot. You just up yourself. Yeah. (laughs) I'll just be nice. Cool. Sick. Totally wanted a pity day. Yeah. Love it. Um, (laughs) I think that also all the good guys in my life have never tried to like fucking market themselves. Yeah. Well, they don't have to because they, they, they actually, they market themselves without meaning to. The question is, are nice guys ever really nice guys? So straight up, not really if you're advertising yourself as a nice guy, but I guess I would like to learn more about how someone could get into that mindset. And I I do think it comes back to misogyny, but like, is there also an online culture? Well, yes, I I already know the fucking answer. Yeah. I feel like I don't have to do any more research. I have lived experience. (laughs) Ready to go, full episode. So 
I'd like to share a personal nice guy story. Oh, so please do. I've, I've given, I've taken chances on nice dudes before because I think that the messaging some nice guys try to use is like, they say I'm a nice guy in the context of, you know, maybe a woman saying that they've been hurt or they felt unsafe in this other situation and like, oh, no, you're right. Like, I'm a nice guy. And even though in this case, like, I had alarm bells ringing. I I think I was, like, freshly 18. At the time, I was just like, maybe I am being too quick to judge and I should take a chance on this guy. And so we went to see where the wild things are at the cinema. And I I made it clear several times that it was not a date, that we're going to see it and then we'll grab a bite to eat after. We sat next to each other at the cinema and like I could tell his hand was like biting like a handhold, but I didn't. And then, yeah, we just had like Hungry Jacks because, you know, if you're taking a girl from Kabulcha out on a date, uh, non-Brisbaneers listening, Kabulcha is a very, very low SES area with relatively high crime where I spent my teenage years. But to be fair, I don't think there actually was many other options besides Hungry Jacks. So I'll give him a pass on that one. But the real thing was like you know I could tell he was flirting with me I, I wasn't having a bar of it and he dropped me home I was not giving off any vibes like I made a point of doing that I, I am someone that can accidentally give off vibes when I don't mean to but but it's like saying no should sort of like sever those vibes you know it's like some people are just naturally flirty or it seems flirty but there's you know a politeness especially if it's someone you don't know especially as a woman it's kind of how we're trained to act like you know if you yeah it's like just be polite be friendly uh if you're like rude or standoffish or things that can be scary or you know you could incite violence or just shitty things that were sort of ingrained in us and I think a lot of the time that gets misconstrued as you know interest yeah and you know I mean if you're a fucking dude listening easiest thing is to just ask but I did already pre-clarify that this was not a date when we pulled up at my home he started to lean over to like give me a hug and a kiss and I just like my mind just like went weird and I like wrapped my arms around myself and just like in this geeky voice went virtual hug and then I like opened the door slammed it and (laughs) bolted inside (laughs) yeah and then you know 20 minutes later he got home and oh no barrage of messages oh my god because it's like up to that point he hadn't done anything inherently wrong he could he should have asked me for a hug right yeah Um, yeah, but he like tried thought thought he was reading signals tried to make a move didn't go as planned obviously you had an awkward response yeah yeah. but it's like (laughs) that happens you're a teenager you know like move on yeah. Uh, could still be friends like if you're an actual nice guy not in the way we're meaning it <laughs> yeah so I got home and there were all these messages and I was a f- fucking fat bitch I used him can't believe I spoke to him for all these years and I was just gonna use him he bought me a fucking four dollar chip meal like mm. that's the only thing he paid for <laughs> and that was at his insistence uh, mm. and he gave me a lift as well but yeah just like you should have put out man you should have put out. What were you thinking? Uh, I do know that that's the currency. Like that, that is a form of currency, right? Is um, is sex for chips? But you gave him a virtual hug. <laughs> to, and look, I can't say that my response to awkward situations have improved um, years later. Uh, it's pretty on brand for me. But yeah. like, it was interesting. But I came home. I lived. It was just me and my older brother living 
in a home together. I came home and I told him and he just high-fived me. And he was just like, I fucking know that type of guy. Yeah. It's funny me critiquing nice guys because I'm a cunt, like straight up. Yeah, but you've never tried to say you're anything no, but. that's it. This is so true. <laughs> yeah, like I, I have, I mean, obviously I don't fucking like misogynists, but like if you're a misogynist, just lay it out there, mate. Yeah. Don't try and market yourself as the opposite. Well, let's go away for a week. See what we can dig up. I already regret this <laughs> this choice of topic. Um, but we regretted baby names as well, and I feel like that worked out all right. So <laughs> no, like that was less distressing than fucking nice guys. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll check in with you next week. Okay, Josie, it's been a week since we had our first discussion about whether nice guys are ever really nice guys. Uh, do you want to start? Uh, yeah, I guess so. So basically, I am not shifting my hill, just getting that out there. Yeah, I got some feedback um, from from different people, plenty of stories from many women. Um, yes, I love even, a story. Oh, me too. Even some guys who had previously been nice guys being like, oh, Ooh. my God, I'm so glad I'm not a nice guy anymore. <laughs> but then, yeah, I also heard from a few people that were like in defense of nice guys, as in like being like, no, they're actually really nice, lost and confused. And, you know, I can I can empathize with that. But basically... For me, it comes down to being a nice guy is rooted in misogyny, expectation and expectations of women. And part of being a nice guy is a negative reaction to when a woman rejects you, right? Like that's actually quite critical to being a nice guy because if you're actually like a nice dude, you'd be like, okay, you said no, moving on. I actually, I saw a really great, so when I was searching things, I saw a really useful definition of a nice guy and I think it would be really useful as sort of like a framework. Okay, do you want to shoot with that? Yeah. So like for anyone that might be confused about what we're saying when we say a nice guy, um, this one isn't necessarily gender specific, though obviously we know that it is much more prevalent amongst men, um, but it was the Urban Dictionary definition. So that's a pretty, you know, it's, it's not Oxford, but it is useful. Uh, <laughs> So it said, not to be confused with a nice guy in lowercase, that is a male that is nice. When used as a noun instead of an adjective, nice guy refers to people, men or women, who believe basic social expectations are currency for sex. Yes, and I completely agree with that. So to the people who are like, no, you know, they're just misguided, misguided. Yeah, okay, whatever. But the point is, is that being nice, being a nice guy and that behavior leads to violence against women. And there's nothing nice about that. And yeah. I will not budge from that. But yeah, so kind of in my um, researching period, um, by the way, I'm sorry if I keep burping into the microphone. Oh my God, I'm <laughs> the same tonight, honestly. <laughs> so one thing that I, I've like been thinking about all week, I thought was really cool. So I tried just Googling like how to stop being a nice guy. Uh, and I found this post from like um, a life coach or whatever. And it was called how to stop being a nice guy and start living the life you want. And oh, no. part of me was like, oh, no, this is going to be bullshit. But it was actually, like, pretty fucking good. It was, like, this genuinely good dude, from what I could tell. He was just, like, like he posited that being nice 
is often confused by nice guys with being kind. It's nice to say thank you and it's nice to not interrupt people while they're talking, but it's not coming from a place of genuine kindness. Um, mm -hmm. And that's kind of what you said before in that definition. It's like, yeah, using this like niceness as currency. It's like, well, I've been nice enough. So I, now I get this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's like an economy, right? Yeah. So basically nice guys tend to think that they'll get what they want as long as they are nice to people, especially women. And I think nice guys can be polite, duh. And if you go with that author's definition, life coach's definition of nice, then yeah, like they can be nice too, but are they kind? No. Like, yep. And that's what we said last week about like our partners being kind and not nice you know, like it's much better to be kind than to yeah, be nice. Exactly. And so that's stuck in my head a lot because even just reflecting on my own actions every day, I'd like to think that a lot of my politeness comes from a place of kindness, but yeah, I, I, I don't think it's wrong to, to check yourself on that. And then I was on Twitter and I follow Dr. Michael Flood, who is an Australian researcher on masculinities, men and violence. And he posted this image that had like the rules of misogyny and um, it kind of drove home how the entire concept of being a capital N nice guy is grounded in misogyny. There were like 16 rules, but the one that stuck out to me the most were women saying no to men is a hate crime. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that just made me laugh because like that's how they fucking act, right? Yeah. Um, and the second one that stuck out to me, men are whatever men say they are and women are whatever men say they are. And, yeah, women that, will like what I tell them to like. <laughs> yeah, no, and that like stuck with me. It's like, oh, like these nice guys with a capital N will say what they're like and what other dudes are like. And they'll also say what women are like. And there is no room for movement there. So, yeah, I mean, another bleak instance, I won't bother learning the bastard's name, but there was a dude, I, I want to say either Florida or California. Basically, he wrote, he like, recorded himself before he went and killed a whole bunch oh, of people. Oh, that was California, Elliot, whatever his name was. Yeah, yeah was fucker doesn't deserve my, like, recognition yeah. really. But, yeah, and he was, like, talking about how he'd been a nice guy and still, like, couldn't get with a woman. It's that attitude that I just cannot abide by, like, whether you're being aggressive about it or, like, you know, dressing yourself up in kindness. Like, fuck you, you think you're entitled to women's bodies and, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I actually sorry. read that manifesto and I had never been so fucking angry. Are in you my serious? Life. Yeah, it was when it happened, I read the manifesto and like, holy shit. I don't know why, masochist, I guess. Like, I just I like to get angry. It might be worth mentioning some of the lingo around the nice guy sort of subculture. I made a note of some of them just because there were some that I hadn't heard, some that I had that um, I actually noticed when explaining it to Hugh. Because um, I felt like maybe he was offended that we were like, nice guys aren't nice, like, fuck men. And that wasn't what it was about. No. Um, so then I was explaining, like, incels and stuff. And then he was like, you know, so I was just going further into that and then realized, like, oh, wait, there might be, like, a whole bunch of people out there that don't actually know what we're talking about. Yeah, no, I think you're right because I've had, like, uh, there are people who I would have just assumed knew what I was talking about. And they're like, what do you mean? So yeah. I think I think now the current term is probably incels. Like, I think that better. Yeah. Which for yeah. anyone that doesn't know means involuntarily celibate. I also read an interesting thing where it's like, actually, like a lot of incels aren't necessarily celibate. They're just not fucking the women that they want to fuck. Mm. Like basically they have a, a rating system of women and it's like, well, I deserve 
a six and higher, but I'm only getting fours. And the fours, like they don't even count it as them being sexually active, basically, because they're like, no, it's not the women I want. Anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt. Do you, if you want to keep going with the list. So like other names for um, incels, there was love shy, which just, oh, I don't know, heebie jeebies. (laughs) I don't like it. (laughs) FA, which is forever alone. Uh, Uh, And then like the lingo, like omegas and betas. So obviously they're not the alpha males. They're the omegas and the betas. Um, And probably use that to describe women. That wouldn't surprise me either. There was vol cells, which was voluntarily celibate. So I guess that's the super picky fuckwits. (laughs) Then there was the undersexed. Um, the sexless there was also words for uh what they used to describe sexually active men which were chads oh yeah yeah um and then for women the words were stacys they call them stacys or femoids as if we're robots so like stacys was like the equivalent of chad so it's like women like in general femoids is just so objectifying and then there was becky's which was less sexually attractive women so like sorry to anyone called becky because what the fuck sorry to women in yeah. general right <laughs> yeah it was a place i didn't want to deep dive into and there i was so <laughs> there you go you know have you ever visited the red pill subreddit mm-hmm. like I, I think a few years ago i ventured there to see what it was about um same with incels Oh, before they shut down themselves. Yeah. And it was just awful. Like they will blame all of their life's problems on women and the fact that they're not getting what they deserve. And it's like, well, fucking common factor here is you, buddy. Like yeah. if they if they ever thought that women were individual people with their own agency, they wouldn't yeah. like paint everyone with the same brush. And it's so they'll they'll always like bag out feminists of like, oh, I get it all the time. Like oh, you look like someone who has, like, um, their pronouns in their profile, and I fucking do. <laughs> um, like, <laughs> um, yeah, and I I totally – so the part where I can, like, empathise and I kind of get maybe what some people were saying about having empathy for these people is that they're coming from a place where they feel insecure in their own masculinity because they're maybe not like the hegemonic kind of type of masculinity so they're not like whatever is considered to be you know cream the crop whatever they think chads are in there yeah precisely um and so you know they feel insecure and a lot of their outlook and worldview comes from that and they sort of blame women for that but it is absolutely still the patriarchy telling men that they need to be a certain way in order to operate in society just how it's the patriarchy that are fucking like that like kills women like I it's like so when they fight feminism or or even oh I guess it gets into next week's topic but you know women who also are anti-feminist it's like no it's the same thing hurting everyone like Mm -hmm. exactly so Cara um I've just walked away to get another glass of wine I've had a breather I've calmed down a bit would you like to tell me what you found this week Absolutely. Okay. So I read an article by uh, Joseph, I'm going to butcher this name, Chiarochi. It's like C-I-A-R-R-O-C-H-I. How would you say that? Joseph C. Yeah. Good old Joey C. He's a professor of psychology at ACU, so Australian Catholic University. uh, His research was published in the Journal of Personality, but basically it was an article that was called Nice Guys Finished First empathetic boys attract more close female friends. 
Hmm. And basically they studied 2000 year 10 students. So there was an average age of 15.7 years um, across 16 schools and they had them rate their own empathy. So there was a series of questions in which they'd, you know, respond to like, if my friend is sad, do I feel sad for them type of thing? They would list then up to five male and five female peers that they considered their closest friends. Um, And they found that from the research, boys received 1.8 more friendship nominations from girls if they were high in empathy. Uh, But Mm. empathy didn't help females attract more male friends. So basically what they discovered from it was that women or females are really good at detecting empathy and that they figured that this empathy detection helps females to stay safe. Hmm. Yeah, and so unempathetic males are more likely to be aggressive or violent. And so I, in regards to what we're talking about, the huge thing for me was that nice does not equal empathetic. And I think that's the biggest thing is that so many of these capital M nice guys, no empathy, absolutely no empathy, complete like narcissistic personality disorders or huge like world is against me victim issues where they can't empathize with women specifically. And that is a huge red flag to women. That Sorry, I'm just like kind of fucking reeling right now because I've been thinking of that why I've personally turned down capital N nice guys. And it really is a matter of safety. And I can't say what it was that like. That red flagged you. That red red flagged me, right? Because usually the the anger and the aggression will come out after you. Yeah, post-rejection. Yeah, post-rejection, exactly. And so it's really interesting to think that. Like it could be an inbuilt inbuilt defense mechanism, basically, that women have. To be like, yeah, no, no, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's not like you need to just be nicer. It's like you need to be more empathetic and then maybe, you know, and that's a difficult thing to do. That takes a lot of hard work if you're not naturally empathetic. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. It's not an act. Like you can't just act empathetic. That's amazingly difficult. That's really interesting. And it's really interesting to hear that such young people kind of felt that way as well. Yeah, totally. Like it, start, it must start at a really young age. Yeah, that natural instinct to be like, I need to be safe and (laughs) this isn't safe. And even though like I know there's probably if any capital N, sorry, if any capital N nice guys are listening, they might be like, well, that's to attract more close female friends. I don't need to be further in the friend zone. Uh, Well, fuck you, (laughs) first of all. (laughs) Secondly, like that's the whole point of close relationships. Like if you can't even be their friend, they're definitely not going to date you. And like I've met plenty of people who have been friends for a long time before they started dating. And the difference there is like the people weren't fucking jerks that were expecting shit. Exactly. If someone is your friend for a long time and they don't want to date you, uh, A, why are you expecting them to? Like that's your first fucking weird sort of like, mm, I don't know, makes me uncomfortable. Secondly, it's probably a good with good reason. Yeah, they're just not interested or they sense other problems. Like maybe they realize that you don't have as much empathy or there's other issues or they're just flat out not attracted to you. That happens. It happens. It sucks. Yeah. I've been on both ends of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not nice, but you're just like, okay, well, I appreciate this connection and this relationship. So. And that's the thing. It's like recognizing when it's a kick to your ego and just being like, you know what, that sucks, but I still value you as a person or I still value having a friend or, you know, and that's not a sign of weakness. If anything, that's strength. So Yeah, totally. And yeah, like it's also scary being vulnerable too. So, you know. Yeah, for sure. When, you know, anyone who 
has confessed feelings to me, I'm still fucking tactful about it. Like, it's not like women are like, no, you're ugly. Like, that's no. <laughs> no, you're pretty no. fuckers though. Like, <laughs> just a bit of a chud, mate. Like, you're more of a chud than a Chad. <laughs> chud or Chad, new reality show. From Chud to Chad is like, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> extreme makeover fuck my life no that's turning nice guys into just like whoever the fuck they are like yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a really intense empathy building workshop it's getting nice guys laid <laughs> i may be a chud on the outside but i'm a chad in my heart <laughs> but that's what matters it really does we're speaking very binary terms which obviously neither of us really subscribe to it's yeah just my mom brought up she she asked poses the question uh were nice guys the evolution or devolution of the snag do you remember that term from the 90s where no. it was like it might have predated that even i'm not sure <laughs> i was a kid in the 90s i first remember hearing it in the 90s but a snag was a sen- sensitive new age guy mm. and that was like how men would market themselves as like i'm a sensitive new age guy I'm a do snag. you have like, like a definition like a Let's see, I'll find a definition. Uh, A man who has feminine characteristics, such as being very timid and sensitive. He lost the core qualities of the masculine man because he was raised by emancipated females in a society that told him how important it is to be nice to women. No, that is written by a nice guy. (laughs) 100%. That was the first thing that came up when I Googled sensitive new age guy. Like, it's in bold at the top. What is this source? Like... (laughs) By the sounds of it, a sensitive new age guy just sounds like a human being. I don't know. Like he's fine. Like I actually oh my like God. oh my fucking god. I what? just like, I went to this website and I started scrolling down. No. There's like articles, right? Anti slut defense. What? Like what? what what is this? It, it's definitely by a friend zone, fuck buddy, fuck ten other women. Like this is all from a fucking yeah, hundred percent incel bullshit. Right. Because feminist mothers, oh, oh. Imagine your masculinity being that fucking fragile. Like, So what do you think in, in regards to, your, to answering your mum's question? Do you think the two are related or do you think it's a response to snags? Like what do you think nice guy is? I'm sure there were probably some nice guys back in the day that would market themselves as snag because they saw it as a way to get women. I think the principle of snag is very different. So it was, I I, I guess it's the thing of self-identifying, right? Like if Mm -hmm. you self-identify something, you're likely not that because you have to tell people you're that. I think snag would be something more that people would use to describe other people. So, oh, he's a real snag. Like he's a real sensitive new age guy. Like he's not constricted by um, society's expectations of masculinity. Whereas that's the opposite of what a, a nice guy is. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Like a a nice guy has to like reiterate and say, no, but I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. You can trust me. And so, yeah, yeah, like because I was thinking about some other people I know. And also like sensitivity, like to say I'm a sensitive new age guy is automatically exposing your vulnerability and nice guy does not do that. It's a very surface level. No, it's spot on. I think snag and nice guys are unrelated. Yes, I read another article that was by Viren Swamy, uh, who is a professor of social psychology at Anglia Ruskin University. Um, Oh, where's that out of curiosity? uh, uh, In the UK, the article was, do women really go for bad boys? Um, So there's a quote that I wrote down and I thought it was pretty um, relevant, but it says, 
The idea that women want to date bad boys really just reinforces the misogynist idea of deceitful women and earnest, nice men baffled by their lack of dating success. It allows some men to blame and hate women as a means of deflecting attention away from their own shortcomings, end quote. I'm like fist pumping. Yeah. <laughs> Spot on. Like, yeah. oh. What a banger. Oh. That was, um, I thought, really good just because it's so fucking true. You know, to, it's blaming women mm-hmm. for something that is their own fault. Their own fault as well as just like the larger uh, expectations put on men as well. Mm-hmm. You know what this is bringing to mind though? What we talked about last week was self-efficacy. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing of like if you have low self-efficacy and then you blame a lack of ability, like deficient ability for your lack of success. And this is really just like the same fucking thing. Like raise that fucking self-efficacy and realize that it's maybe a lack of effort or a lack of something that you're actually doing that you have control over versus being, (laughs) it's accountability at the end of the day. My mommy's fault. (laughs) (laughs) So another thing that I wanted to talk about, the use of nice as a noun versus nice as an adjective. Mm-hmm. So that and that's really what we're talking about with nice guy. It's like the nice is is a name. Like nice guy is a noun in itself. Yes, is just the adjective of being nice. But even nice as an adjective, like I don't see that as a positive attribute, really. Like I mean, I know it sounds like one on a surface level, but there's what we said earlier as well. Like there's so many other words that you could use instead in lieu of nice. Like if. If you're using nice to describe yourself, you're just not aware of the sort of other, you might be too humble to use the word, like a different word, but there's so many other things like kind, thoughtful, empathetic, warm, like they're all preferable to being nice. And nice is really boring, honestly. Like if the best thing you can think of is nice. It really is surface level. And I think that's definitely where I agree with that life coach dude. Like, do you even want to be nice? That's the thing. It's like, is it is it actually preferable? I'd rather you be interesting and funny and intelligent than nice. Like, like be a bit of a cunt, but make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I'll forget to offer people food sometimes. That's not very nice. <laughs> but, but I still think I'm a kind person. I'm just Yeah, like where it counts. A bit of an everyman for himself when it comes to food (laughs) well I thought as well and this is also the same as like describing yourself or like the you know choosing to self-identify or something you can't just act nice but have ill intent the same way you can't have good intentions and shitty actions yes like your actions have to align with your intention and there needs to be consistency there and they both need to be good in order for you to be good It, it doesn't matter how you fucking market it right like if you make people feel like shit, then. Yeah. And if you're saying like, oh, I'm just so nice and I have nice intentions and there's nothing wrong, but you're acting like a shit bag. I'm sorry. At the end of the day, you're a fucking shit bag. Like you're as slow, you know, you're the lowest common denominator in that combination. And the same as if you were acting really nice, but your intention is purely, you know, you're being nice because that's currency for sex. That's a shitty intention and you're a shitty person. <laughs> like, I'm curious to, 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 to like what you think when people were arguing that I should have empathy towards capital N nice guys, they were like, oh, like, yeah, again, they're lost. Um, they need room to grow. I don't know that the onus is on me 
as a woman and being on the receiving end of like if if someone doesn't recognize my full humanity I don't know if I if the owner should be on me it should be on yeah, me. and like why should you have to listen to them spout fucking vitriol about yeah. you when we could just not I think that's where men have a huge part to play in gender equality and equity is by taking on that role and also it's like harder for us to call it out because we become subject to it we are the fucking like point of that so if someone if we call it out it's putting ourselves in danger and you know a lot of these people are actually in groups like that where they do fucking gang up on people they can get your information like they will dox you yeah maybe this will happen to us for doing this podcast who knows uh <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's the whole point of allyship, right? Is if you have, if you will be listened to by yeah. like an oppressive person or group, then then you should take, you should perform that labor kind of thing. Um, was there anything else you found in your research or do you want to go to stories? Oh, I think stories. One of our listeners, because Cara Brooks, we have listeners. I thought this was just a private chat. I'm <laughs> oh, shit. Um, Okay, so I'll call them Bronte. Uh, There was a guy I knew that everyone loved and treated like a god. He was a huge feminist and advocate for no means no. He became interested in me, but I said I wasn't interested back, but he wouldn't stop. (laughs) Irony already. (laughs) He befriended my best friend and was so nice to her that she would come to me and say, he's so lovely, just go on one date. He would turn up to my work with presents and beg for a date. After saying no for months, I was sick of the harassment, so told him we could hang out as friends. So much for him being an advocate for no. We got some food and talked for a bit. There was no connection like I always knew. I told him that. He went to my best friend and told her that I had used him. He then sent me Facebook messages saying that I should get checked out for autism and sent me some autism links to look at. He'd ever messaged my best friend again and she is confused because she thought they were friends so basically this person wasn't interested in a dude and the dude was like you you should get checked out for autism like imagine thinking that someone literally has autism instead of accepting that it boggles the mind (laughs) it's ableist it's misogynist yeah just so but isn't that like a huge part at least that's what i found in in reading posts like this is that a lot of people when they do get the rejection and then they lash out the lashing out isn't just against them being a woman they often bring in ableism racism classism like all sorts of it just becomes like every type of like prejudice vitriol you can imagine and just like if you're fat like fat phobia is the first thing that will come in yeah so for our lovely lovely listeners i have been fat all my life then a few years ago i got weight loss surgery and i'm quite tiny now it's still so like you know i'm i'm quite forward on social media and in person as well um I won't say aggressive but assertive at least and yeah definitely one thing that i noticed that i still get is like basically i have this like quick cascade of thoughts that happens every time i'm expecting a response or conflict and i'm always expecting someone to call me a fat bitch or like go join a gym or like something something whale and there's like this weird feeling of fearing that still but then realizing that that's not something they can use against me anymore and feeling 
a type of relief. And that's, I don't I don't know what my major point is, but like, but I guess like maybe that's the, that is the point. Like it becomes, you know, that it's there for someone to pick out when, when you do have a point of difference. So for example, if you were a black woman or, oh my God, you know, you, that's the first thing you would expect and you would constantly, and you can't, you know, not that you would ever want to, but you can't change that. And so it's like, that's going to be the thing that you know that there's going to be backlash about if someone's going to start spouting shit, you know, they're going to attack the one thing that they see as not, if you're not fucking like white, straight, thin, whatever, that's going to be the first thing that gets thrown no, out. You're right. You know, because it honestly, like, cause I'm white, it never occurred to me that like people of color, like that's, of course, that's what they would expect, like the abuse to be directed at and kind of, yeah, especially if you're like a black woman there you go. If you're like a fat black woman, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like the the amount of hate that would be spewed back at you, I can't imagine. Do you have any any stories that you would like to relay? I do. So uh, this is from this isn't from people submitting to me. This is from Reddit. But someone had asked like on Ask Reddit, "Why is it wrong to be a peeping tom?" Isn't oh, it somewhat Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like okay. Isn't it somewhat flattering to women? No. (laughs) And then the first, the top comment (laughs) says, let me guess, you're also a self-proclaimed nice guy. (laughs) And then the original poster replied, you only say that because you went through my fucking profile, you creep. (laughs) Basically, did he just say, you're only saying that because I am? Like, (laughs) is that what that rebuttal was? Exactly that. So the other sort of like side, and I'm sure you will relate to this as well. The other one of the things that comes with the nice guy sort of subculture, the intellectual gentleman act. Oh my god, stop it. (laughs) Is it like the subreddit I am very smart? Oh my god, I haven't seen that. (laughs) Oh, there's the rest of my evening. It's Um, so fucking funny. So there's this one conversation where This guy says, pardon me, madame, but I was first taken aback by your stunning and gorgeous presentation. You are an angel and a perfect one at that. I was then curious as to what you look like under those tasteful fabrics you were so beautifully wearing. Perhaps you would do me the fine honor of removing them, allowing me the privilege to view your perfect flesh. The viewing area does not necessarily need to be one of your naked flesh. It could be clothed flesh, perhaps cleavage or underwear covering, say, a bra. Either way, it would be a true honor to gaze upon your immense perfect beauty. <laughs> and the response, I fucking love the person who posted this. Their response was literally two thumbs up and then they all right. <laughs> fucking hell. Holy fuck. If anyone says flesh that many times in any sentence. Yeah. And I don't care what the context is. You're getting a fucking block. This was good as well. Nice guys act like being in the friend zone is worse than their intentions with you. Fucking true. Holy yeah. shit. Okay. So it was a comment. Uh, I don't know what it was on. Like I, it was posted in nice guys, like the subreddit. But it said, this picture is an over-exaggeration. It be that women hate talking. They, for the most part, hate good men that want to talk to them and treat them like a human being. They always go for the bad guys. It's in their genes to think and act primitive, sadly. And then the comment underneath was, or maybe girls don't like whiny wimps. I'm pretty sure calling women primitive ain't helping you out much either, bud. Oh, my God. (laughs) Totally, dude. Like, it's so worth it just to read the comments that people rebut with these guys. Like, fuck. 
I actually considered switching hills this week because just because I was like, who the fuck wants to be nice anyway? Like, let them have it. Like, let that word fucking die with them. I think for like a similar reason, I thought about it too. Yeah, because I'm like, yeah, okay, I guess they can be nice. Like, they can act nice, but what does that mean? Like, it doesn't mean a lot. Yeah, are they ever really nice? Well, sure, because they're acting nice, but are they ever kind? Are they ever empathetic? Are they ever anything actually of value? Fuck no. Ooh. And they can get fucked. Ooh. So, yeah, actually, maybe I am switching. Me too. They can fucking have nice. This is a podcast first. Yeah. Yeah, we both switched hills. We both picked the same hill and we both fucking switched. Kara, was your initial hill worth dying on? Absolutely not. <laughs> nah. No, nah, no, nah. fuck that hill. Set it on fire. I put the word nice on it and then I've set it on fire and fucked off to the <laughs> other hill. They can have it. Yeah. All the incels can enjoy that little fucking fire <laughs> with their virtual hugs. <laughs> oh my God, stop. That was me. I was the one that gave the virtual hug. Am I a nice guy? No, 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 no. Because you gave it to him basically. Like, yeah, they can have from afar. Okay, Josie, was your hill worth dying on? No. <laughs> no, it was not, and that pains me to say. But also I I am watching that hill ablaze. With the rest of Australia, unfortunately. Oh. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm happy to leave that hill. I think nice guys can be nice, but nice doesn't actually hold a lot. And I don't think nice is enough. And I think that the people that they're marketing themselves too deserve more than nice yeah fuck i we crossed hills so we could set it on fire um i don't know if this is personal growth cara <laughs> yeah we did it far too um uh, with too much conviction I think <laughs> was the it's not really admitting a mistake <laughs> like it's like you know what the whole fucking system's wrong the hill's fucking wrong. Like, it wasn't my choice that it's wrong. We just got the definitions wrong. Uh, the meaning of the word nice is wrong. Are we, are we blaming the hill like a nice guy is blaming women? Oh. Oh. Yeah. So if you want to follow us on Instagram, <laughs> you can find us at a hill to die on pod. You can follow us on Twitter at a hill to die on pod. You can find us on Facebook at A Hill to Die On. And you can find our website, hilltodieonpod.com. And what's our Gmail in case someone wants to shoot us an email? Our email address is hilltodieonpod at gmail.com. Catch you next week. Bye.